You can do anything you want in this lifetime. Give yourself permission to unapologetically be the main character and create an extraordinary life full of joy, adventure, and purpose. Because this is what you truly deserve. With love, Susie. Hey, High Achiever, I'm Susie, your podcast host and founder of the Female Leadership Collective. At the Collective, we celebrate women breaking free from the path that society created for them and using their gifts towards making a huge impact in the world and carving their own freedom-based lives. In each episode on this show, I'll be interviewing women who, like me, ditched their impressive careers at some of the world's most powerful companies and boldly stepped out to create their own brands, businesses, cultures, and teams. Hear from women who are at the cutting edge of redefining what it means to be a successful female leader in business. You'll learn how they did it and actionable takeaways on how you can implement their strategies to own your vision, courageously go after it and flourish in your life and business. I left my career at the world's largest investment bank over five years ago, moved to tropical paradise and built my own online business. It wasn't easy, but wow, was it worth it. Now I mentor other female leaders to launch and scale their own online businesses and step into their true paths of freedom. Just a little pause to tell you about an incredible opportunity for any of you craving a reset. This is your exclusive invitation to join myself, my team, and a small group of high-achieving women at our luxurious and transformational women's retreat in Bali at the end of May. Enter a world where all it takes is one week for your mind and body to reset. Immerse yourself in nature where your daily responsibilities are nowhere to be found. You'll finally have the space to heal and get the clarity you need to dive confidently into your true path of freedom. Going to Bali changed my life. I had just had this calling to do something different. I knew I needed to shake things up. I knew I needed to change my environment, get out of the stagnant energy of the city and broaden my perspectives. And I genuinely wouldn't be here running my business from the tropics if it wasn't for my very first trip to Bali. And I have created the retreat I wished I had at the start of my journey for you. You'll be receiving world-class healing, business coaching, and wellness experiences, including our clarity and life design workshop, Time to Dream Big. You'll get the clarity on your dream vision for your life and map out your path to time, location, and financial freedom. Our Art of Receiving workshop. Learn how to unlock your capacity to receive more money, clients, success, freedom in your life and business so you can finally flourish. Our sound healing and meditation experience. Often in the Western world, we're living completely out of alignment with our bodies and in a perpetual state of stress as we're always on the go. Sound familiar? Sound healing is one of the most powerful experiences for recalibrating your vibration to a more optimal and relaxed state and accessing your subconscious mind to allow ideas and desires to come through to your consciousness. We'll also be taking you through an emotional and stored energy release breath work. And wow, this is powerful. It's one of the most powerful tools I use today. Experience the power of breath work to bring unprocessed emotions to the surface that are causing blockages in your body to be released. We also have the inner child healing through art therapy. Do you feel like something's holding you back, but you find it hard to put it into words or pinpoint exactly what it is? Well, art therapy helps you make the unconscious conscious. I have weekly art therapy and it's an incredibly effective tool, particularly for high achieving women who are always very much favoring the logic because art therapy really, really helps you get to the root cause of what you're trying to say. And becoming aware of stored emotions, traumas, and limiting beliefs so that you can step, take the steps to release them are incredibly important in business and especially when making a big change in your life. And we'll also be taking you on a sacred Balinese water purification temple visit, which is a beautiful, stunning experience. You'll be staying in a luxury riverside villa in the Balinese jungle of Ubud complete with a stunning infinity pool and jacuzzi, private chef and coconuts on tap. 
Spaces are very limited and I have a special offer that I'm so excited about. When you steal one of the private room spots on the retreat, either by paying in full or the monthly payment plan, you'll get my three-month online business accelerator launch academy included free of charge. And we start really soon. This is an incredible offer for the woman who is ready to launch her online business to dive deep into the course content, receive live online business coaching with myself and the group, and then join us in person in Bali. What an incredible full circle experience. Tap the link in the show notes for all the details and to book your Escape to Bali call with me to apply. You could be diving into our course content in a few days and meeting us in Bali very soon. This week, we have a very special guest. She is one of our team members here at Female Leadership Collective. She is our resident mindset coach. She's also a former lawyer turned travel blogger and women's empowerment coach. And her name is Alexandra Saper. You might also recognize her from Instagram as the Wayfarers too. Alex and I share very similar journeys from leaving corporate in search of impact, purpose, freedom, and happiness, and all of those wonderful things we realized our former careers lacked. So this episode is really centered around the elements of mindset that you actually need to create to create change in your life as a high-achieving woman. Because it's all very well having the step-by-step, but actually the harder part is overcoming the the mental hurdles, right? The, The voices, the self-doubt, this kind of thing. So we chat all about this and you'll learn how Alex made the transition from corporate law to traveling the world, working with some of the world's largest brands as a content creator slash influencer and running her coaching business, helping other women. Remember, she started with a small audience too. So this episode is really, really powerful. We chat all about how she did it, but more specifically, what mentally needed to change in order for her to actually get the courage to take consistent action and push herself out of her comfort zone into the unknown to chase her dream life. And Alex shares so many actionable insights and pieces of wisdom that I know will resonate with so many of you. It's a really powerful one this week. Welcome, Alex. I'm so excited that you have joined me on the show today. And I know we've gone live before, but I'm just so excited to go all into your story and everything mindset on the episode today. Thank you so much for having me. I know we've been trying to get together this chat for a while, so I'm excited to finally make it happen. Yeah, and both in person in Bali, which is amazing. Um, Okay, so I, some people might have heard your story before, but I would love to just go over it for those of for those who don't know and also for the listeners for those who don't know Alex is actually on my team as well so she is one of our amazing support coaches inside of Infinite Impact so we're going to be delving all into mindset because this is her speciality on this episode but I will hand it over to you so why don't you give the listeners a little bit of a um, overview of your story of how you went from corporate law to being here in Bali today and we can go into more detail after this of course so as Susie said, I started sort of my career trajectory in as a lawyer in a corporate law firm in Washington, D.C. I went to law school in D.C. and then practiced at a firm there for a couple of years. And it was never my dream. Um, I definitely had dreams. I was a very passionate, creative, uh, inspired young girl. But then I started thinking about what would be more practical. And my parents, bless them from their generation, they really wanted me to just choose a practical career where I could make money and be stable and be financially um, supported by myself as a woman. So I ended up choosing the law um, and it was something I was good at, but it never connected with me in like a creative way or an inspired way. And I ended up working at sort of big law firm doing, you know, antitrust work and white collar defense and nothing that really connected with things I love to do or things that I cared about on like a a heart level. Mm -hmm. And I still traveled. I'd always loved traveling. I traveled solo my first time when I was 15. I went to Paris and studied at the Sorbonne. And so I was traveling, but life just took a different trajectory it took a different path and I ended up getting married when I was quite young yeah I always forget about it it's just like it's like whoa I can't imagine that yeah it feels like a lifetime ago. yeah and so many things have changed I feel like I've gone through so many iterations of me yeah since but um yeah my life just took a totally different turn and um by the end of law school I finally was able to get out of that marriage it was very emotionally mm-hmm. abusive and um, very very painful um and I got out of the marriage I was still in the law and practicing law, but 
I knew it, it wasn't right for me. And so in 2017 was the first time I decided to go on a women's retreat in Bali. Oh, wow. Amazing. I didn't actually know this was yes. the first thing. Cool. I must have at some point signed up for a newsletter. I don't remember okay. ever signing up for it. And I'd never received one before, but one day I got a newsletter from wow. this company and it was like, we're hosting a retreat in Bali. Some of the workshops are like leaving corporate and going solo and start a sustainable fashion line and all these things that were just connecting with me. And I was like, it took me two days and I booked the flight and I I came to Bali. Yeah. And it was amazing. And something just clicked when I was here. And it was the first time this might seem shocking because now we all have Instagram and we all know what a digital nomad is, but it was the first time I'd ever seen people working unconventionally coming from the States and Phoenix is where I grew up and in DC. I didn't know that people made money online. I didn't know that you could actually support yourself or thrive in that way. And this is the first time I saw people doing it and living somewhere else. And for me, once I saw that it was possible, Mm. I couldn't shake it. And I was really young at the time. I was 23 or 24. I'd just gotten a divorce. I was in a job I hated. And I was kind of just like, it's now or never. The longer I stay here, the harder it's going to be to get out. I knew I loved traveling. I loved writing. I didn't really know what that meant, but I kind of knew I couldn't do it any longer at the law firm. So um, I went back, I worked there for a couple months and was miserable and then was just like, I'm done. Yeah. I can Uh, imagine that being like new eyes on this career. Like, oh my God, I can't handle this. Yeah, exactly. Like once I saw that there was something else out and I Mm. realized I was kind of self-sabotaging, like I would leave the office, I would go on trips and not tell the work, tell work, I would ask for time off. I would just bring my laptop and I didn't care. I just didn't care about what I was doing. And I went in for my annual report. Um, this isn't a story I've shared frequently, but I love it. I went in for my, it was like an annual, yeah, an annual review or yeah. something after I just come back from a holiday that I overstayed. And I, I went into the, yeah, I went <laughs> into the partner's office and he looked at me and he was like, it just doesn't seem like you want to be here. <laughs> and I just stared back at him. He was like, it's not feeling like it's a good fit. And I could tell, I was like, I think this is my opportunity to fight for my job yeah. or else he's going to ask me to find a new job. Yeah. And I just stared at him. I couldn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't feel anything except relief. Yeah. And I left the office that day and I just went home early and I was kind of sad because of the blow of like, did I just get fired? But I was more just like, I have this huge weight lifted off my shoulders. Mm. Cause I knew there was something stopping me from doing that for myself. Yes. And I knew that's what I needed and what I wanted. And I felt freedom um, and so I didn't really know what to do next. I knew I didn't want to apply for another job at a law firm. So I decided to go to Bali for three months to figure it out and oh, transition and met so many people. When I got here, learned about photography, learned about blogging and social media, a bunch of things lined up, like doors open for amazing travel opportunities. And then my Instagram started exploding as a travel blogger, as wow. the way Ferris and that's sort of how that all started. I love this. I'm going to jump in because I feel yes. like I've written down this whole framework of this episode, but it's like you just told that first part of the story so beautifully that I actually think I would prefer to dip into your story and actually relate some of these points. So everything that you just said was so, so many things like were, is very similar to my experience. <laughs> and it was just so funny. I feel that this um this like you're either especially if you're academic you're either kind of funneled either by your parents or by the system into being like in finance a doctor or a lawyer Mm -hmm. right like that is the three um so it's no wonder that you found yourself in that career and like yes I can totally see you killing it in that career like because you're super intelligent but at the same time from knowing you now I know you wouldn't be thriving inside Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't you'd be limited you wouldn't have the creative outlets and things that I see that you absolutely love that likes you up on Instagram and that kind of stuff so can totally see why that didn't work out (laughs) but it can be really weird when you don't know any different and like that's just the way isn't it when you get certain grades at school that that's what you go into doing and I think when you don't have another perspective it can be really hard to justify why you would want to leave and I think from the sounds of it you got your perspective when you went to Bali and saw those other people working online and I I really think because this was the same as me I came to Bali on a yoga teacher training and saw people in a co-working space online and that was the exact thing wow that plants it like wires you Mm -hmm. into being like oh this is actually possible I've heard about it but I don't believe it and then you see it and you're like 
oh, I can't ignore this now. It was almost like I literally can't ignore this. So I feel like, I guess this is a lesson, the first lesson from this episode for the audience. If you want to do something, but you don't think it's necessarily possible, go and find it. Yeah. And it shows the power of who you surround yourself with, the conversations you surround yourself with, the kind of environment and place you choose to live. It really matters Mm -hmm. because, I mean, we can only imagine iterations of things we've already seen. We can imagine a unicorn because we can imagine a horse and we can imagine a horn on the horse and we can imagine it flying Mm -hmm. because we've seen birds fly. Yeah. But we, we can't, in the human mind, it is infinite really, but generally we can't imagine things we've never seen before. Yeah. And that was sort of my parents' experience. You know, they grew up in a much different kind of generation. Like they moved, my dad's family came from, you know, they were immigrants and um, were in, you know, industries where they had seasons where they had plenty and seasons where they were really poor. And uh, for them, the greatest idea of freedom or stability was to get a job that you thought no one could take from you, get an Mm -hmm. education that no one could take from you. Now, you know, especially with the pandemic, that's sort of an illusion as well. Yeah. But they had never seen somebody thriving, somebody happy, making money, doing something creative that they love. For them, they'd only seen people that were starving artists. Or interestingly, my mom is a portrait painter. She's incredibly talented, but she got her degree in hospital administration and was in the corporate world Mm -hmm. until she married my dad. And then there was enough freedom for her to pursue what she loved. Mm -hmm. But until my parents had seen people do that or me do that, it just sounded like a disaster to them. Yeah. And it's amazing because what ended up happening, my parents are my greatest supports and yeah. friends and fans. Um, but when I first told them, I called them while I was in Bali. I was like, I'm not going to apply for another law job. Mm. I'm going to move to Bali. And they were very calm on the phone. And I know that they wow. got, got off the phone and freaked out. Yeah. But I love they held it together. Yeah, I know. But eventually my dad started sending me articles. He would read on the news about a blogger who made this much money or oh. someone who was working overseas. And when he started me developing that after I made the move and started making connections and opening up opportunities, and he saw how happy I was, amazing. then he was able to see things differently. He was able to finally witness what it could look like for someone to do something they love and be stable and be happy and thrive. And now they cheer me on even when I'm feeling discouraged. But again, for them, they needed to see that Mm -hmm. in order to believe it was possible. So, I mean, it goes to show like how people's minds are limited by their own exposure, their own experiences. So don't trust anyone's word at gold, but also be intentional about who you, who you're letting speak into your life. Cause they're going to have their own limitations. Yes, exactly. And the word I've got written down here is like expanding. This is an example of expanding the perspective, expanding what you can see, expanding the possibility, which you, you can go out and find yourself right um just seeing other options the other part of your story that maybe because I had a similar thing was when your boss said to you you just seem like you don't want to be here (laughs) (laughs) I had a similar thing in, in one of my corporate jobs where the boss who was quite scary and very 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 sought after in the industry turned around to me and said I just don't see this level of enthusiasm from you about this job. But it was funny because the same response with you. I knew something was off and I knew it wasn't really right. But like I hadn't kind of like brought that to the service surface. It was still a little bit an unconscious feeling maybe in my stomach. And I hadn't kind of consciously thought to myself, this needs, this isn't, this is wrong. I need to change something. And him pointing it out to me kind of brought it to the surface and that yeah the same thing in my head I was I my my instinct was to deny it and like save myself Mm -hmm. but then inside I was all I was thinking was yeah you're right (laughs) you got me (laughs) like yeah on the same page you're right that's the thing I've been trying to figure out thanks for pointing (laughs) it out to me you know and I think like that's a really interesting pivotal moment because I actually think he did me a favor. Mm. I don't know if you felt oh, the same. Yeah. Because like I said, I, I really don't think I would have done it on my own. Yeah. I don't think I would have had the, the 
courage, I guess, or the, or the push to do it on my own. Um, I was kind of getting to a breaking point. Like I was crying every day. I was Mm -hmm. finding any way not to go in the office. I was self-sabotaging, like I was overstaying my holidays and things, but, oh, that was the greatest gift that anyone at that firm could have had for me. So I guess what, what could we say to people out there who maybe are starting to feel like, and they have, their boss hasn't said that to them yet, (laughs) yet, but like they might be feeling that inside and, they you know what what could we say to them like for them to kind of give themselves that conversation without their boss having to say it to them well thankfully they're listening to podcasts like this like I didn't even I wasn't listening to podcasts I wasn't reading books on these kinds of topics like self-development wasn't a thing that Mm -hmm. I was focused on I was surrounded by people who are similar to me with similar goals and similar values at the time and we were all kind of just like in a feedback loop of each other so it ended up me getting to a breaking point where I was very unhappy, very miserable, crying all the time, self-sabotaging. And thank God it resulted in that conversation with the partner at the firm. Yeah. But if it hadn't, who knows how long I would have stayed. And what I want people to know is that a lot of the dramatic stories you hear about people that make big pivots in their lives are because they get to a breaking point. Yeah. But you don't have to get to a breaking point mm-hmm. to make a change in your life. You have to decide before that, that your intuition is spot on, that it is powerful and you're worthy of listening to that intuitive voice, Yeah, that you don't have to wait till you can't even get out of bed anymore. And therefore you have no other choice, but to make a change. Mm. You deserve to make a change. Now, if something doesn't feel right, there's so many options out there. There are so many people that have found the most bizarre ways to start a business or make money. Mm-hmm. And there is no reason why you need to wait until you're so freaking miserable yeah. that you don't have any other choice. You get to make that choice. Now you're surrounded by op- you know, even if the people in your immediate circle don't have these conversations with you, Susie and I are having this conversation with you. Yeah. You can listen to other people's stories and experiences and borrow our courage, borrow our experiences, borrow our belief that you really can make another option work for you. And you're going to find people that are doing it as well. You're going to find people that support you, but trust that intuitive voice. Mm-hmm. Like if I had, I obviously I'm happy with where I am now. I'm so grateful and everything awful that I experienced has made me into the person I am now. But man, if I had listened to that intuitive voice from the beginning, I knew I wanted to be traveling and creating and connecting with women since I was like eight years old. Yes. Oh my God. This is so true. (laughs) Yeah. This is like really reigning true for me. I I actually feel the biggest bulk of my personal growth work at the moment for myself personally is is trying to bat off all the noise and just Mm. listen to that voice and do the things that that tells me to do which sounds so funny that that's so difficult because it's like that is ourselves like how is it hard to listen to myself and what I want to do but I think there's all these layers and again I've got freedom written down here but there's all these layers to guess getting to this point where you're like I am in a place where I don't want to be I don't like the trajectory my life is going on there's so many changes I want to make and I guess you and I are both now in this position where we all the foundations are set we we have all these amazing things in our lives like our business where we live all of these things we've managed to reset and go onto that path and now it's kind of making sure that these conditioned voices aren't kind of dictating as we go on right Mm -hmm. so it's like a really really interesting one tapping into that intuitive voice but I think it's so tricky especially when people are deep in the conditioning and we really all are whether we're aware of it not or not even in Bali we have our own conditioning Uh, but I mean when is the last time that especially people that are in the corporate world or living in cities or in the west when is the last time you actually did just take time away from your electronics yeah to just be in your thoughts to go to dinner by yourself to go on a weekend away by yourself to travel alone Mm. to just sit and think about things without having something to distract yourself with something to do Um, it's it's really rare and you know just being able to have the capacity first to learn how to just create space for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then not only creating the space for yourself, being able to listen to what comes up, to listen to the intuitive voice mm-hmm. or the little quiet dreams that haven't spoken to you since they were eight, but they're still there. Then we have to take the step to deciding that I'm worthy of honoring these things. Yeah. Cause we can hear our intuitive voice. We can hear the dreams. We can hear the passions. Sometimes we can hear the little girl in us. That's like, 
I've always wanted to do that, or I wish I could do that, or that person's doing that. What would it be like if I could? We can hear that voice, but if we immediately are shutting it down and saying, that's silly, that's absurd, you idiot, who do you think you are? Mm -hmm. That's totally not possible. That was for them because they're lucky, but that's not for you. That's not safe. Mm -hmm. If we're instantly shutting it down, then we're just in the same position. Mm -hmm. So that's where like, I think this work on mindset and and self-love is so crucial because we can know the things we can know what we want, but we silence it and we shut it down and we nip it in the bud without even giving it space because we don't feel worthy of them. Mm. We don't feel it's possible for us. Yeah, this is so true. And I think for anyone listening, I think this manifests as an example, like in corporate and personally for me as well, like I would never just have white space. I would like, if I was getting ready, I'm listening to a podcast. Mm-hmm. If I'm on the tube, I'm listening or reading. Like I never had a gap where I allowed my brain to just think or like, you know, you know, not think without an agenda, like just listen to myself mm-hmm. and just walk or just sit there. And I think that's the thing, like giving yourself some of these spaces and times where you can actually listen to that voice. Because yeah. I, I think there was years and years and years where I silenced it, wasn't allowing it to say anything. Yeah. Like, just wasn't used to it. Really. Like, and it can seem so intimidating to create that space, but yeah. you can start small. Like, yeah. next time you're driving to work, don't turn the music on. Just have it be silent. Mm. And sometimes my greatest like creative yes. thinking comes when I'm driving my scooter and it's silent. So just allow yourself to think or go to dinner, take yourself out and just sit with a journal and write whatever thoughts or ideas Mm. come to your mind. Ask, you know, there's question prompts you can look up, um, like what would you do if you weren't afraid or just things like that, that you can have that can facilitate you. I have like an ebook, um, Mm. I can maybe share the link to, but just to help yourself start building that relationship with yourself. It's kind of like an awkward situation. Like if you had this friend that you haven't spoken to in 10 years and all of a sudden you're sitting at dinner with them and you don't know what to talk about. So it takes time and that's yeah. okay. But you have to first start by creating that space where you're not just, you're not just like filling the void with music or podcasts or books or yeah. other people's voices. Yeah. Yes. That's such a good way to put it, other people's voices. And I think that um, it feels so good once you get over the initial weirdness and awkwardness like because you haven't done it before mm-hmm. like it feels so good you kind of it's that filling the cup thing like that's the feeling right like yeah. if, like when you listen to yourself like you really feel you start to trust yourself because you start to feel like okay I trust that I listen to how I think and you it I don't know it creates a level of safety yeah and I think I think actually as we we're talking what a lot of people might be feeling or fearing with creating that space to listen to themselves. It's they're afraid of what's going to come up. Yeah. They're afraid that all of a sudden their inner voice is going to tell them Mm -hmm. I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. I'm this marriage isn't working. This relationship isn't right for me. This job isn't right for me. And that can be terrifying because what do you do when you admit that to yourself? You kind of have to either do something about it or live the rest of your life knowing you're not satisfied. It's a decision, scary decision. It's scary. And so the first thing I would encourage people to know is like I said, you know, I didn't make the move out of my law career until I was 27, mm-hmm. I think I moved, 20, 27. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, I got, you know, a three-year graduate dis- degree, went into a $70,000 in debt. I got married. I made a lot of decisions that if, if it got to the point or when it got to the point that I was like this, none of this is working for me. Yeah it could have felt like the biggest waste of time, like the scariest burden that I could never climb over, never overcome. Now I can tell you, looking back, all of those are assets. All of those I made work for me. All of those helped guide me and shape me into the woman I am now and the business I have now. Nothing is wasted. Mm -hmm. So even if you're 50 years old and you're listening to this and you're like, but I've made so many other decisions with my life. If I admit that I actually want to do this or I'd want to go here, I want to live there or I don't like this relationship I'm in so much has to change. Yeah. It's true. And it feels scary, but it is an invitation to a new season of life. It doesn't mean that anything you've done in the past is wasted or not usable or not beautiful. Mm. But the scarier thing I think is, is living the rest of your life, not acknowledging that. Yeah. 
And yeah, and I'm so glad you spoke to that. And I think also speaking to, you know, if someone was listening, let's say they're 50, I hear a lot of people sometimes come to me about this and say, oh, I feel a bit past it or whatever. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Like in in my experience or my thoughts it's even more important Mm -hmm. at that point right like even more important to go and follow joy and chase everything right so um so yeah I love those words um okay so I think let's move on to so now you're in Bali um you then grow your Instagram explodes you're now um you've now got a coaching business as well so let's maybe talk about some of these principles from a business point of view so just give every bit of the context of like what happened then between that time of when you like took the leap you went to Bali and you've you know you've had all the success since yes so as I said, I started traveling a lot. Um, I sort of just did what I felt I mm. wanted to do, which is beautiful. In hindsight, I learned more about intuition and like my human design. I'm like, oh, this yeah, stuff works for me that. when I just. What's your human design? Um, projectors. Yeah, right? me too. Yeah. We're the same. No, nice. I forget. <laughs> I need to learn more about it. That's really interesting. But I was kind of just traveling. I mean, I, I thankfully had, you know, saved up some money that I could just travel a lot and do that and, and take the opportunities that came my way and meet people and connect. And my Instagram started exploding. Um, it's harder some ways to do that now, but at the time, you know, I was kind of a solo female traveler. I was taking nice photos and I was going to really interesting places that most people wouldn't expect you to go as a, as a traveler, as a female traveler. So that really took off and I was traveling a ton and started, you know, getting clients and paid collaborations and business opportunities and everything was amazing and taking off and it was so excited. And then the pandemic happened and (laughs) and it was, it was such a, I mean, it was within about one week, maybe even like 48 hours. I just got email after email after email from every client, every contract I lined up for that year of 2020. And I had so many cool jobs coming up, like going to Paris, going to China, going to Italy. Um, And they were all canceled in like 48 hours. And I made the decision to stay in Bali. It was home. I didn't want to go anywhere else. Nowhere else felt like home. And of course, we didn't know how long it would be. Yeah. But yeah, I made the decision to be in Bali. And during that time, I felt definitely a bit lost. I did a lot of writing. Mm-hmm. I worked through a lot of personal things, relational things. I started a sustainable clothing business because yeah. I was like, maybe I can empower women through a message, through clothing, until I realized I hated production. I hated yeah. being tied to an item line. I hated <laughs> dealing with products in Bali. Mm-hmm. Um, and that wasn't enough either. And then I actually worked with a coach and broke through a lot of mindset blocks that I had that were inhibiting me from actually being honest about what I wanted. So we tell you all this, like, just be honest about what we want, but that's a lifelong process. Yeah. Like we're still, we're still working through things. Learning to do that. <laughs> and I think finally I was able to admit, like I, what I really want to do is inspire women. I want to teach women what I've learned from my life and my experience. I want to help women get unstuck. Yeah. And I don't need to do that tangentially through a clothing business. Yeah. What if I did that directly and mm-hmm. literally just sat with women and helped them work through the blocks they have in their life. Yeah. And so then I built my 12 week online group coaching program, the Fempowerment Academy, which helps women build up the self connection mm-hmm. and with their life business or just connecting with themselves more authentically or finding more aligned relationships. Mm-hmm. And I did that 12 week group coaching program a few times. I loved it. The transformations from students was so inspiring. I'm still connected with so many of them and then recently directed those efforts more into one-to-one coaching. Yeah. Um, which I've also really loved. It's kind of, it's different. It's very different. It's very different and it's really rewarding in its own way. Um, and because travel is now opened again, I'm also getting back into some travel work. So now I'm in this new season where I'm learning how to sort of restructure things, restructure business, restructure my mindset and what I think is possible, Mm -hmm. uh, where I can 
intertwine both things I love, both businesses that I've created in the last few years. So that's sort of where I'm at now. Yeah, I I love this. And it's such a natural combination of things as well, because really you get to do what you love and travel and have all this creative outlet with your photography and, and everything like this and your writing on your Instagram. But at the same time, you actually also get to teach people and support people on creating those possibilities for themselves so not only can they enjoy your writing and everything but they can also actually there's this possibility to do that for themselves which I absolutely love yeah exactly full circle kind of situation and I think I hadn't realized it at the time but you know for the last I've been on Instagram for almost five five years now and during those years I've gotten so many messages hundreds of Mm. messages from women and men who say wow I would love to do what you're doing but I can't because of this I would love to leave my job but I can't because of this I would love to travel more but I can't and the amount of times I hear people say I can't because of x because I'm uh, in a relationship because I have debt because my job pays the bills Mm. because I have a mortgage because it's too late because of all these things and those were the messages I was getting. And it it upset me yeah. on behalf of these people and their dreams because I had a lot of blocks as well. I also have to acknowledge I had a lot of privilege, mm-hmm. um, but I did have a lot of blocks that I was eventually able to work around and make work for me um, rather than seeing them as obstacles. Yeah. And again, it took me getting to like a breaking point to be desperate enough to make that happen. But there are always solutions. Mm -hmm. None of these obstacles are actually that tremendous because there are solutions and it does require us to tune out the noise, Mm -hmm. be a bit creative with how we're thinking, maybe tap into other kinds of conversations and other kinds of people that are doing things differently and thinking differently, but none of these things are impossible. Mm -hmm. If I was able to do it, anyone's able to do it. It's not like I had any special magical powers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a that was, that was so uh, motivating for me to do the kind of coaching work and transition into the kind of coaching work that I do because yeah. I, I desperately wanted to help people that felt like their lives were past. Their yeah. dreams were past. It was too late. They have too many things in their way from being happy and that breaks my heart. So yeah, absolutely. And I kind of feel like these people who sent you messages in some way, I don't know if you agree with this, but in some way, to me, that suggests there is the tiniest sliver of them believing it is possible Mm -hmm. because in a way it's sort of like they felt the need to tell you they really wanted to do it, but they couldn't because of this. So is is that almost like asking to see what your point is like because you managed to get over it? So what's your take on that kind of thing? So I think if I can take any encouragement with the people that were brave enough to reach out to you, I feel like actually even if they think they can't that does sound to me just the the act of doing that that there could be a sliver yeah because you can tell with how they're communicating yeah even if they're saying it's not possible they're in some state of resistance they're in some state of frustration which means they also have some hope Mm -hmm. if they really just genuinely believe their dreams aren't possible. Like I want to be a princess, Mm -hmm. which I do. That would be amazing. I definitely wanted to be like, have my estranged grandmother come in and tell me I was inheriting a country. Like we all girls. And I know that's not possible. And so I don't even have any resistance or frustration about how that's not my reality. Yeah. When we feel that kind of frustration or that dissatisfaction or that kind of sense of resistance or that's actually a good sign. Yeah. That means there's something in you that's fighting. That mm-hmm. means there's something in you that still feels some sense of hope, mm-hmm. um, possibility, capacity, desire. That's actually a really good sign. Mm-hmm. It means that that's not dead. Yeah. It means there's some blocks there and it's trying to expand and we're keeping it restricted in like a little container, but it means it's not dead. Mm-hmm. And I believe that when we have these dreams, when we have these passions, we are given them and we experience them because they're necessarily possible. Mm-hmm. They might not be possible in the same way they were for the other person or your sister or the girl on the internet. And they might not be possible in the way we anticipated it, but they are possible for you Yeah. or else you wouldn't have these dreams. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So anybody out there who has DM'd Alex before or mm-hmm. thinking about it and they have this feeling of like, I can't, I can't, let's 
like exactly what she says just lean into it like is there a step like do you is it 100% you can't or is there a you know a step you could take towards it because in, in most cases there will be mm. um so the, la- the last thing I just wanted to talk about before we go into the quick fire round and wrap up is I think sometimes this um, societal conditioning with high achieving women and having like a like a law or finance career um, feeling pressured to go into that feeling like they can't make their mark on the world in mm. creative way of doing it or having their own business and actually like I think you're proof that especially the way with social media and the way the world is set up now having your own business and being able to lead creatively in the way that you want to lead is incredibly powerful right being Mm. able to have a platform where you can put yourself out there you can speak up on various issues and you've obviously done that in so many ways and I'm so proud of you for doing that but I would love for you to just speak to the high achieving women out there who are thinking who are kind of like dumbing down Mm. the professions of going out there and being creative because actually from what I've seen having your own platform is even more powerful than working under the umbrella of a of a brand Mm -hmm. right that's not your own brand and that was one of the first things I think we connected on when we had like a year ago or something yeah but I understand that because I was that person. Mm-hmm. I knew when I was young, I wanted yeah. to be creative. I wanted to be, I remember I wanted to be a cake decorator and I wanted to be a wedding dress designer and I wanted to plan weddings. So I wanted to then be a counselor, but even a counselor to me felt feminine. Mm-hmm. And I was so resistant to anything feminine. Yeah. I think growing up, I was told, you know, you're smart. You need to use your brain. Mm-hmm. And um, you're not like other girls. You're, you're this and you're that yeah. and you're strong and you're capable. And really we're just being we're inheriting misogyny yes and we don't realize that we think just because we're women we couldn't be sexist but we absolutely can inherit that because that's the lessons we learn yeah that's what we learn from society from media even from our parents as well-meaning as they are yeah but we get this idea that things that are feminine are sweet and yeah sort of weak and more frivolous and not as powerful and impressive yeah and I was driven by doing things that were impressive Mm-hmm. It's even why I didn't want to be a counselor because I thought that wasn't as impressive as yeah. being a lawyer. It's why I went into the big corporate law firm because it was one of the top firms in the country because yeah. it was impressive. And it was one of the scariest things, interestingly, about leaving to go to Bali. It yeah. wasn't that I thought, I, I mean, I definitely was scared I was going to fail. I was scared of doing something new and moving away and all this stuff. But really, I was scared of dropping this identity I yes. had for so long where I could impress people instantly. Yeah. Oh my God. Especially. Same. I felt so seen. And I was like, I look really young yeah. and I'm small. I'm 5'1", 155, 155. Yeah, really small. <laughs> and I look really young and, and people just thought less of me and yeah. they made assumptions about me. Uh, and I hated that. And I yeah. loved that feeling I got when I would tell people I'm a lawyer and yeah. I work at this firm and I, they instantly respected me. They instantly trusted that I had a brain in my head and I was, you know, like they couldn't mess with me. And yeah. I, I craved that. And I was so scared of letting go of that crutch because at, you know, eventually I learned was relying on other people to see that in me as my mm-hmm. sense of validation, instead of knowing internally that I am powerful. Yeah. And what I learned is that I am most powerful. Women are most powerful when we are doing exactly what we want to do. Yes, exactly. As long as we are trying to mold ourselves to fit into a different puzzle piece that's not quite ours, we will never be as powerful as we can be otherwise. Yeah. And when you have true freedom of yourself, when you truly trust that your intuition is good and you're capable of doing what you want and being successful at it, and you don't actually have to follow the systems and the structures mm. and the expectations that put on you that that is true freedom and with that freedom mm-hmm. comes immeasurable power mm-hmm. 100% oh my god so powerful I'm so glad we added all that message that's so powerful and we can kind of close the loop here because everybody listening and like 
like both of us like put us into that bracket of the high achieving women what Mm -hmm. you described and at the end of the day like why can't you make a success of anything you choose to do so does it not make sense to choose the thing that you actually love and then when we wrap when we take it full circle and you see what actually happened with both of us that our boss took us into a room and was like you don't want to be doing this what are you doing like you know if you've push yourself down a path that isn't really what the one you're being called to do I actually think that's when you won't live out your potential absolutely because right? you're stifling the the I mean the spirit in you the 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 true like yeah because when you are aligned with the things that you care about your values your passions you will do whatever it takes to create yeah. and expand and thrive and you don't do that in an office when you don't really like what you're doing so you don't really care and mm-hmm. you're not really putting your all in And I just think, you know, whether it's, you know, coaching women or actually decorating cakes, when you are doing what you love, that is powerful. Nobody can stop you when you have that connection with yourself, when you believe in yourself, when you honor yourself, that means that nobody else can, that's like impenetrable armor. Yeah. But I think, you know, and we've talked about this, what's sadly happens to so many women, especially women who are smart and are good at school and can be successful in these uh, high achieving careers Mm -hmm. is really the message that we're taking on without realizing it is in order for me to be successful or to be impressive or to be smart or to have impact is I need to look more like a man. Yeah. I need to stifle the things that feel feminine to me in order to look more like a man. So people will take me seriously and I will be successful. So I can fit in with what I see as being the the success of this path. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Amazing. We could like go on. (laughs) I feel like we bounce off of each other. Like all the human design experts are probably like, yeah, I got two projectors in a room or something (laughs) like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's been so amazing and so powerful. I feel like absolutely wired after the conversation. And I know we're probably going to get kicked out of this room. So I'm thinking we can probably do this quick fire round in three minutes. Right. Um, so first question, how did you get your first, let's call it your first sale from when you quit your law job? Okay. So it was actually a while. And I think people don't know this. It was a while before I made a penny doing mm-hmm the travel blogging and the travel creating. I think it was an entire year and like two months after mm. I moved a year and a half, maybe. And I mean, I was getting a lot of collaborations, a lot of like free compensated yeah. trips and hotels and things like that, but it was maybe like a year and a half later. And that's also because I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know how to okay. pitch. I didn't have the confidence to ask for money. And someone offered me like $500 to write a blog post for a airline brand. Mm-hmm. And that was the first, it was huge Amazing. to me. Oh my gosh. It was like, if this is possible, I finally made it. And obviously I've, you know, expanded beyond that. But yeah. 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 Amazing. I love that. Yeah. You were probably like, oh, I don't know how to sell, but give me a contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I exactly. could do a contract. <laughs> I did not have the confidence in like, that's a whole nother conversation about owning your value and knowing how to sell and stand in your worth, but. Okay, second question, and we've kind of gone into this, but maybe in summary, what's your number one tip for overcoming fear in business? Oh, I would say, imagine what you fear more. Mm-hmm. I don't really like fear as a motivator, but I think, you know, fear is, fear is an emotion. Courage is an action. Yeah. And so if we can get out of that emotional state and start using our imaginations to help us instead of to hurt us. Fear mm-hmm. is all based on using our imagination to hurt us. Mm. Um, how, what could you imagine that's worse than the worst case scenario of what you're about to do? The wor- If the worst case scenario of what you're about to do is you're going to get rejected mm. or you're going to have to try something different or it's not going to work. That's not that scary. If the worst case scenario is I'm going to live my entire life, not doing what I love, yeah. not doing what I dream, that's way scarier. So Use your imagination to Mm. think of another scenario that's going to actually help make the one that feels scary, but really isn't that Mm life-threatening seem like a better option. Yeah, I love that. I love that kind of scenario planning of both situations. We so much always focus on the one that we haven't made. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And the final one is what sets women apart in business? Oh, I feel like I have two things. One, intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we all have intuition. Men have intuition, but women are so especially connected to their intuition, or have special abilities mm-hmm. to be connected with their intuition. Um, and I think that can lead us into careers, paths, 
relationships, projects, opportunities that are so much more aligned with our values yeah. and our purpose and therefore can make us so much more impactful. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I would say is collaboration. Yeah. Our ability to connect with the others and, and really empathize with the needs of clients or customers and empower, lift other women up instead of it always being competitive mm-hmm. um, to really expand our ability to make the impact we desire. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Where can the listeners find you? And I'll put all the links in the show notes. You can find me on Instagram. I'm at the Wayfarers, T-H-E-W-A-Y-F-A-R-E-S-S. And that's where I'm present most of the time. And then also on my website, thewayfarest.com is my blog. I'm not super active on that anymore. AlexanderSaferCoaching.com is where I do my coaching work. And yeah, I've also just started doing subscriptions on my Instagram, which is really exciting because if you're not ready to, you know, or not interested in doing a full coaching program, this Mm -hmm. is a great way to get on and have some conversations with me more deeply nice. and I'll be doing some live Q and A's for subscribers. So that's a really easy that's way, really cool. low cost way to get connected and supported. Amazing. So everyone go and check out Alex. I'm sure a lot of you know her already, um, but the links are in the show notes and thank you so much for coming on Alex. Thank you so much, Susie. Great conversation as always. Just a little pause to tell you about an incredible opportunity for any of you craving a reset. This is your exclusive invitation to join myself, my team, and a small group of high-achieving women at our luxurious and transformational women's retreat in Bali at the end of May. Enter a world where all it takes is one week for your mind and body to reset. Immerse yourself in nature where your daily responsibilities are nowhere to be found. You'll finally have the space to heal and get the clarity you need to dive confidently into your true path of freedom. Going to Bali changed my life. I had just had this calling to do something different. I knew I needed to shake things up. I knew I needed to change my environment, get out of the stagnant energy of the city and broaden my perspectives. And I genuinely wouldn't be here running my business from the tropics if it wasn't for my very first trip to Bali and I have created the retreat I wished I had at the start of my journey for you. You'll be receiving world-class healing, business coaching and wellness experiences including our clarity and life design workshop, Time to Dream Big. You'll get the clarity on your dream vision for your life and map out your path to time, location and financial freedom. Our Art of Receiving workshop. Learn how to unlock your capacity to receive more money, clients, success, freedom in your life and business so you can finally flourish. Our sound healing and meditation experience. Often in the Western world, we're living completely out of alignment with our bodies and in a perpetual state of stress as we're always on the go. Sound familiar? Sound healing is one of the most powerful experiences for recalibrating your vibration to a more optimal and relaxed state and accessing your subconscious mind to allow ideas and desires to come through to your consciousness. We'll also be taking you through an emotional and stored energy release breath work. And wow, this is powerful. It's one of the most powerful tools I use today. Experience the power of breath work to bring unprocessed emotions to the surface that are causing blockages in your body to be released. We also have the inner child healing through art therapy. Do you feel like something's holding you back, but you find it hard to put it into words or pinpoint exactly what it is? Well, art therapy helps you make the unconscious conscious. I have weekly art therapy and it's an incredibly effective tool, particularly for high achieving women who are always very much favoring the logic because art therapy really, really helps you get to the root cause of what you're trying to say. And becoming aware of stored emotions, and limiting beliefs so that you can step take the steps to release them are incredibly important in business and especially when making a big change in your life and we'll also be taking you on a sacred Balinese water purification temple visit which is a beautiful stunning experience you'll be staying in a luxury riverside villa in the Balinese jungle of Ubud complete with a stunning infinity pool and jacuzzi private chef and coconuts on tap 
Spaces are very limited and I have a special offer that I'm so excited about. When you steal one of the private room spots on the retreat, either by paying in full or the monthly payment plan, you'll get my three month online business accelerator launch academy included free of charge. And we start really soon. This is an incredible offer for the woman who is ready to launch her online business to dive deep into the course content, receive live online business coaching with myself and the group, and then join us in person in Bali. What an incredible full circle experience. Tap the link in the show notes for all the details and to book your Escape to Bali call with me to apply. You could be diving into our course content in a few days and meeting us in Bali very soon.